wow, thank you for taking a moment to listen to the Nova Church podcast. Our goal is to create a place where anybody can encounter God. If you want to share your story with us about how Nova Church has helped you in any way, or if you want to support the ministry financially so we can keep sharing messages like this one, please donate at novachurch.tv. Thank you once again for spending a few minutes with us. Our prayers that you will be encouraged and inspired by today's podcast. I have a word for you. Um, I believe that God's going to help us today. Uh, if you're new today or if um, you haven't been here, last week we made an announcement about the new season our church is in, a transition season, where my wife and I are um, stepping into a pastoral role at City Bible Church, uh, Portland, Oregon. And uh, so here, the next couple weeks, I'm just going to preach my guts out and give you the best stuff I got. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. And uh, like I was telling, I was telling Jason, I was like, I'm just choosing joy. I was like, I may not understand everything, may not get everything, but the joy of the Lord is going to be my strength on this one. And so I'm going to, I'm just putting on joy every day. I told Maddie in the car on Thursday, I said, you know what? I'm done being frustrated and mad and irritated. I'm just going to be joyful. And we're going to get through this season and it's going to be good. Amen. Amen. We still friends. We still okay. All right. So go to your Bible, book of Acts, chapter three. Excited this morning. I'm going to be short. Gonna try and be short. We'll have to see what happens. I'm very excited about today. Acts chapter three. I'm gonna read, then I'm gonna pray, and then we'll jump into this. It's gonna be a really, really good time. I'm talking about breakthrough, and uh, I'm gonna read the definition of breakthrough. Then I'm gonna ask you a question, and then we're gonna move forward. So, Acts chapter two. Acts chapter 3, verse 1, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part um, in the 3 o'clock prayer service. First of all, church at 3 on a Sunday, that would not be a high popular service because we'd all be asleep. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate. So he could beg from people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The layman looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the, the Nazarene, sorry, get up and walk. Come on, let your neighbor say walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood to his feet, and began, uh, began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized it was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed, uh, rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, which was just a big gathering place like this, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. I'm going to preach today. The title of my message is A Breakdown of a Breakthrough the breakdown of a breakthrough. 
We're going to go into a scientific lab, and I was going to call this breakthrough pie and just give you a recipe, but that was too cheesy, and it's not Thanksgiving yet, so I can't do that. So we're just going to take the elements of a breakthrough, and I'm going to put them before you, and I'm going to let you put together your own breakthrough for your own world. Fair enough? All right, I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you so much for your grace. Lord, I thank you for everybody here. Lord, I pray if we're in a season, Lord, where we need uh, favor or blessing or encouragement, or we just might walk in today a little frustrated, I pray for clarity right now. Lord, I pray your word never returns void. Your presence has all of your attributes. So God, today, we just receive from God your word, and we receive from your presence. I pray for encouragement. I pray for strength. I pray for healing. Lord, I pray right now for the East Coast of America. I pray this hurricane, the number of casualties is going down and not up. We pray for safety over those churches. We pray for safety over those who don't know you yet. God, I pray for your divine power to come in and reassure and bring, we bring safety and security and peace in the midst of a physical storm on the East Coast. Father, we, we just lay them before you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you that Coach Pete still dominates the Oregon Ducks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, right? That was therapeutic. I'm like, gosh, that's just awesome. So, uh, breakthrough. Bre- breakthrough to believers is um, a big deal for you and for me. We should long to have breakthroughs, meaning we should long to have bursts of advancement or growth or development. And, and for the believer, as a follower of Jesus, how he works and how he does some things, which I'll go into in the book of Acts, uh, we will see that the way that God's whole system works is through what's called breakthrough. Would you never say breakthrough? Here's the definition of a breakthrough. The definition of a breakthrough is this, a significant or sudden advancement, development, achievement, or increase in your life. How many of you would say, I, would, I want a breakthrough? I would like a breakthrough. We should all long to have breakthrough in our world. Now, just a little bit of context for the book of Acts. The book of Acts was written by a man named Luke. He also has a book named Luke, which is in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and he's a doctor. And he followed Jesus for three years. When Jesus went into uh, the grave after he was crucified on the cross, he went to investigation mode, asking everybody, who is Jesus? Where is he? What do you know? What don't you know? And he put together this compilation of stories and what Jesus did through people called the book of Acts. And so we get that for us today. But what we learn about how God does what he does, how does God advance his kingdom? He advances his kingdom by doing two things. One, stretching believers and pushing and advancing his kingdom. So when the kingdom is advanced, it stretches the believers. When the believers are stretched, it advances the kingdom. You see what I'm saying? When we get stretched by God, when we take our next step, when we choose faith, the kingdom of God is advanced. And when God begins to move amongst his people and he advances the kingdom of God, believers are put in a position where they have to believe and stretch. So what we have to do, that stretching is the season right before a breakthrough. I could go into a really detailed analogy of pregnancy and birth and breakthrough, but we don't want to do that today. But that's the picture. 
that there is a stretching and a, a season of pain for new life. In your world, in your situation, in your scenario, you are qualified for a breakthrough. Let's talk about this lame man for a minute. He, he wrote no tithe checks. He stacked no chairs. He wasn't in any group, and he was qualified for a breakthrough. We can see the gospel written right here, that God will give breakthrough to people who don't even know him or acknowledge him. We have a man who did nothing for the church, nothing. All he did was take, 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 and God said, you qualify. We have to be a church. We have to be a community. We have to be people. We have to have homes where if they don't add anything to us, we can still add to them. Because that's what God does. So my assignment today is to give you the elements of a breakthrough. And you can apply one of these elements, or you can stack them up like dominoes, and you'll have a breakthrough in your world. And I'm just, just pulling some facts and some pictures that I got from this these few verses that when you and I apply them to our world, we'll begin to see something change. Because I want to bring clarity to what breakthrough is. I know a lot of believers who are like, my breakthrough's on its way, my miracle is on its way, and they're just waiting and sitting and begging. But I want to show you today how to initiate on your own terms a breakthrough. Well, Trent, that's not possible because God's sovereign. It's his will, not my will be done. Yes, that is true. But there are spiritual principles you can apply to your life. Promises that God can't return void on. And so I want to give them to you. And if you think I'm wrong, that's totally fair. Come back next week and it'll be, it'll be fun. But I want to lay these before you and let your filter process them. And whichever one you need the most, my prayer is that you would apply it this week or this month or in this season. That's all. Fair enough? Because you qualify for a breakthrough. You really do. And breakthrough is how we are stretched and how the kingdom of God is advanced. And that's what we are on earth to do. Amen? You with me? Let's go to the first one. The first thing we need to do is personal awareness. I need a breakthrough. I need something to change in my life. You need personal awareness. Psalms chapter 139, I think we have the verse on it. Psalms 139 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. Am I going to die? Help me out, brother. Jeez, you could work for NASCAR. Okay. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. We need to be able to look at our Savior and say, what in me offends you? Self-awareness. And when we are aware of our problems, we can then get 
But sometimes we're not aware of our own ailments, our own weaknesses. And this message can easily, I can hang this message on the verse where it says he was lame from birth. That, that probably most of your problems or the biggest problems in your world, you inherited, you didn't initiate. But a lot of our problems as humans are generational. And so if you can take a step back and, and learn from your own life, you become very self-aware. And you become very in tune with who you are. And when you know your problems and when you know your weaknesses, you can then get help. See, I love this guy because he didn't have a chance to hide his problems. They were out there for everyone to see. Everybody in their home, I don't know about you, but holidays are coming up, and so we have to clean our house, like instead of once a month, like every week, because we have people coming over, and you, everyone has a stuff it spot. Stuff it in the drawer. Stuff it in the closet. Stuff it in your sister's bedroom. Stuff it in the basement. Stuff it in the attic, which is, which is fine. That is okay, but if we're not careful, we'll forget that we have messes behind these walls and under these rugs that if we don't address, sooner or later they're going to be found out. And our cleanliness appeal and our altogether status that we put off might be discovered. I think it's better to just be organized with your personal awareness and put your problem out there. Because if we keep stuffing it, burying it, and hiding it, it will be more damaging when it comes to the surface. Yeah. It's incredible. I, I meet with people all the time, and they'll, be, they'll have a problem or an issue. And when they say it, it's a lot different than when they get caught. Because there is an awareness. I need help. And that's what awareness brings us. We're talking about breakthrough. We're talking about your world being stretched. We're talking about you going to the next level. I would encourage you, be very self-aware of who you are, where you are, what you have, what you don't have. And, and feel free to not pressure yourself to be more. That's the purpose of the breakthrough. Does that make sense? So when you have self-awareness, it will then position you to the next P, my next little piggy, <laughs> pathways. Pathways. You need to know what path you are on. The path you are on will dictate the breakthrough you have, positive or negative. Why do we not want our kids listening to rock and roll? That's not a great path, right? Sex, drugs, rock and roll, <clears throat> wrong, right? Because we, we as parents know that's a path. We will maneuver our world for a path. This man's ailment, his problem positioned him on a path. I think we should give this man some credit because he put himself on a path of restoration where some people would cross over him who had some power. Which leads me to the next P, which is people. People. Your pathway will lead to the people you hang out with. You have to have the right people in your world for you to have a breakthrough. Here's what we do know about this guy. 
he had people who could at least get him to the door. We don't know if he had a system or if he had a group of friends and they just took a pay cut from what he begged or uh, if there was a business. And, or We don't know how he got there. We just know there were people in the city that took him as far as they can take him. Which, me as a pastor, I now have to ask you, who in your world has taken you as far as they can take you? They're not bad people. They're not mean people. They're not arrogant people. They're not even wrong people. They've just been, they can only take you to the door, but they can't lead you through to full restoration. And what we have to do is with the people around us, we have to get to the point where we stop wanting help and we start wanting healed. I don't know if I said that right. We have to stop wanting help and start wanting healing. And as you look around the people you associate with, they're not bad people, they're not sinners, they're not doomed to hell, I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying, can they heal you or can they help you? And if we want to break through, we have to make the transition or the crossover from I need help to I need healed. We have to make the switch, the transition into that space. Are there people in your world that have taken you as far as they can go. Your path will choose the people you encounter. What we know now is that this lame man, lame from birth, his legs didn't work. They would have been weak and and crippled and he would have no function. He positioned himself because of he was self-aware and because of the path he was sit on, sitting on and the people that took him there, he encountered the breakthrough, the tip of the spear, which is power. You have to have power. Where did Peter and John get this power? Well, Acts 1.8 says the Lord, the Spirit will fill you with power. And you'll be my witnesses. So they had power. I got the power. Right? Like, they had power. But here's what we know about breakthrough. It's not breakthrough if nothing changes. And we have a lot of believers and Christians that are filled with the sensation of change, but never change. And they're satisfied with the goosebumps, and they're satisfied with the lifted hands and the worship. Those are all good things, but those aren't the real power of breakthrough. When something changes, that's when you've broken through. When there's a shift, when something moves, that's how you know you've just experienced a breakthrough. Something is added, something is taken away. An attitude that was there isn't there anymore. An emotion that was there isn't there anymore. A perspective that wasn't there is there now. That's how you know you've experienced a breakthrough. Jesus walked on this planet for 33 years, the last three years, he surrounded himself with 12 people, 12 men who, who at the beginning weren't even saved. And he taught them, he empowered them on how to change. If you want to talk a word power, we can get really fancy and spiritual and theological and talk about what is power. But if you look at that word power in Acts, it's the word enablement. He gave them the ability to witness 
And so what does that mean? We see Jesus bringing change wherever he went. When, when someone who can't see can see, that's a change. When a woman has had a disease for eight years and stops suddenly, that's a change. When there's a, a guy walking on water and he says, hey, come here, and he walks out on water, that's a change. And check out what Jesus said. Jesus says, greater things you will do, meaning you'll bring, you'll bring greater change than I did. Not only are we reciprocators of change, we are dispensers of change. And we've all heard the, the phrase, we're called to be thermostats, not, not thermometers. I don't go in a room and go, oh, it's cold, so I'm going to act cold. It's not, it's cold in here, I'm going to heat this place up. Like, that's just who we are. And so as we think about change and breakthrough, we have to understand that what is power? Power is change. When you've experienced power, there's a change. It can't just be a sensation. It can't just turn into notes on a Sunday that are under your seat in your van on Tuesday. It's actually, there's been a change. That's how you know you've been a receiver of power. Amen? Amen. You with me? It's making sense? The next one is persistence. Persistence. Personal awareness, pathways, people, power, persistence. Persistence. You have to have some persistence. I, I've never read this verse um, before, but this, this man who was lame and who is now uh, rejoicing and is, is all pumped up, check out what this says. Um, verse 11, they all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Holding tightly to Peter and John. He had planted himself between some power people. If you want a breakthrough, you got to plant yourself in between some power people. Some people who can help you. If we... We, we just don't possess the power in ourselves to help ourselves. That's how God designed it. It was designed for community. But here, here is why we struggle so much with, the, with being persistent and holding tightly to power people. Here's, here's why. Finding your path is not a matter of searching, but a matter of allowing. Because we love to search we, we get just, we get pumped up on searching. Well, I'm searching for God and I'm on a spiritual journey. Those are cool phrases that are trendy that'll get you some blog readers or some retweets. Those are great, but those aren't going to get you what you're really asking for, which is change. People on a spiritual journey are saying, I'm begging. Begging for what? Change. Not coins. Change. It's a fun play on words. Peter and John said, I don't have change, but I got change. And so we have to allow our persistence and our planting in the midst of power people to change us. When you allow the word of God to be true to you, you got it. You got it. 
But a lot of people are searching and on spiritual journeys. Um, to me, what I hear, especially in the Treasure Valley, is I hear people say, I have the wandering spirit, which is I'm pretty aimless until I find a breakthrough. They're not going to find one. Because what they're begging for is change. They don't know what, they, they, they want a new car, they want a new house, they want a new marriage, they want new kids, they want a new job, they want something new. They want change, absolutely. But they don't want the change that God gives them so they don't allow the truth that is around them to become real for them. And they just keep searching, keep searching. And they'll attend and they'll show up and they'll lift their hands and they'll be excited, but they never allow the love and the truth of God and the grace of God in. That's how people get stuck. That's how believers never experience a breakthrough because they don't allow anyone to influence them. They don't allow anybody to change their perspective. You have to plant yourself between two power people. You've got to plant yourself between a Peter and a John. A Peter and a John. My dad would be Peter. My mom would be John. Dad's bold, loves to talk and speak and rise up and be a leader. My mom loves to rest and be peaceful and be kind and generous. And my whole life I've been positioned, I've been persistent, I've been planted between two power people my entire life. And since there was an impartation from them, there are moments where i got to rise up and be like Peter. And there are moments where I just need to relax and rest on Jesus as he's giving us his final dinner and just know it's going to be okay. But if you, don't, if you aren't persistent or if you're not planted between power people, you won't know how to navigate waters when you need to rise up and you won't know how to navigate waters when you need to relax and you won't break through. Because once again, we'll be with our emotions and our attitudes and our perspectives instead of going, you know what, Jesus, I know you're telling us some crazy stuff and you're washing our feet and you're breaking bread and you're telling us that they're going to come get you, but I'm just going to relax because you're God. And Peter rises up, no, I'll never, I'll never deny you. And Jesus is like, yo, chill, you're going to deny me three times. There'll be a rooster to prove it, I'll just so you know. <laughs> so if we want to break through, you have to be persistent and planted between some power people. Who are your power people? Who's your Peter and who's your John? Who's the one that when you're in a fight you call on? That's Peter. Who's the one that when you just need to chill out and relax, you need John? And John's just go, yo, chill out. My mom would just feed me. She'd be like, let's go get you some food. I had a lot of problems growing up. That's why I'm so big. Okay? PK, we have issues. But do you catch what I'm saying? Who are your power people? Who are your power people? When you feel weak, who do you go to to rise up? When you feel overwhelmed and stressed and you're about to have a breakdown, who do you go to to chill you out? you got to have both in your world. If we could have the band come up. I'm on my last one. Is this okay? Like I said, these are... are These are cool points. You might just take one or two of them. You might stack them in the order that they were presented to you. What's cool about these is you can start on any one. And you can finish with any one. You can start with people, 
or you can start with your path. You can start with anyone.